I'm Zev, and this is the second episode of the Father and Son Finances Podcast. This episode is all about get-rich-quick schemes. Hi, I'm Morris, Zev's father. When we talk about getting a rich-quick scheme, it's really about those kind of investments or someone offering you money, but you really don't have to do any work for it. And if it's too good to be true, I think that the key understanding is then it is not true. It's actually something that's false. It's a scam. So, Dad, are you talking about like when someone emails you that you've inherited lots of money or I don't know, they're just giving you a business or just basically anything where you don't have to do much work but you get a lot of stuff out of it? Yes, I think that is one type of scam. So you often get these kind of scams that seem a bit like I never entered into that lotto or I'm not really related to that person and suddenly you want to give me money. Just give me your bank details or pay me a small amount of money and I will then give you billions and billions. Now, obviously people do fall for that, but I think there are also other types of get-rich-quick type schemes that seem like honest investments, but actually are either very risky type investments where the person isn't really looking to make you money but are looking to earn lots of fees, or things that are maybe more less obvious but are actually very much a scam. So I think the first example would be what is called a Ponzi scheme or a pyramid scheme. So these kind of schemes were often named after person Ponzi. What they would do is I would pay you there's, it's, it's like a pyramid. You pay the person on top of you, they earn fees, and then you, and it keeps on rolling the money. So there's actually no money. It's I pay a subscription, I get their money back, but think that I'm actually getting a return, but my capital is actually depleting. So one of the big obvious Ponzi type schemes of recent time was called Bernie Madoff, and it looked like a legitimate investment, a big fund. But what he was really doing, and it may have been legitimate initially, but what he was really doing was taking the money that people were investing and actually paying it out to, to other investors over time. So I think that is one type of scam. And I think we can talk about why do people fall for these kind of things. So Zev, why would you think people would fall for these kind of things? Well, some people are just gullible. Sometimes they think, ooh, this has to be real. Or like, sometimes it comes from your friend because it's like sometimes they have an email where instead of an L, it's a capital R. But then in reality, it's just someone else. Or sometimes someone can change like a number on your phone. Like today, they don't just message you, oh, you want money. Sometimes they do it in a different way or something. So I think, yes, when on the scamming side, I think, you know, you do get some people that are gullible, or certainly often it's elderly people, or they're really good. Like you're saying, they, they change the email addresses ever so slightly. Um, it looks legitimate, but it really isn't. But I think there's also an emotional element that comes into play. Why people would say, sure, I want to make money, um, but... And, and I'm struggling here. I'm having it, you know, tough. it's tough getting through the month. Every month I'm getting my salary. I'm working hard. Expenses are adding up. And suddenly someone's saying, well, if you just give me your life savings and you invested in my, call it Bitcoin trading thing or, and not to say that any Bitcoin trading is, is terrible, but sometimes those kind of models can be very risky and, and people wanting to make huge returns in short spates of time. And so, you know, ideas of saying I'm going to double my money overnight or in less than a few months isn't really realistic. Um, even, you know, if you look at current interest rates being in the five, maybe at maximum 10% kind of returns a year, it's unlikely you're going to do much more than that in, in a single year. So to think that you're going to double your money in a month or two months or even in a year is very unlikely. And you're probably taking on a lot more risk that you don't know about. Um, so I want to talk about 
uh, a story where I personally lost a lot of money. Um, and it wasn't because of someone scamming me or that I was gullible, but it was really about when I had saved up quite a bit of money after my first job and I decided I wanted to invest in the markets. And what I did was I thought, sure, I'll take my 20,000, 30,000 Rand that I'd saved over a year. So taking a long time, every month, a few thousand Rand to pour off my salary. And I decided I was gonna trade in some sophisticated derivative type instruments, which I'll, we can talk about it another time, but they were they very leveraged. So what it means is you bet one Rand, uh, you only have to have maybe one cent. That'd be like a hundred times more exposure. So, or, so you're getting a hundred Rand's worth of exposure for one Rand. And so I could bet 30,000 Rand, and if I got it right, I only needed a move of a few percent, one or 2% in the underlying investment, and I could double my money. And so I was excited because now it took me a whole year to save 20,000, I think it was 20,000 Rand at the time, and I could double that. All I needed was a DAX future, which is an index to move by two or three percent, and I would double my money. And the problem with that is you're risking so much, and all you all that has to happen is the DAX has to move two or three percent downwards, and you can lose all your money. And, and that's what happened. Initially, it started looking like I was making a bit of money, and then I lost all my money. And a year's worth of savings uh, were lost in a matter of about a week. And I think it's it's a hard lesson to learn, and you don't really want to pay that kind of lesson with real money. So hopefully this uh, example would save you and our listeners a lot of um, heartache to say, when we're going to look talk about investing, don't look for ways to get rich quickly. I think the key with investing is it's a long-term thing. Now, emotions make us want to make money quickly. And we talked about not having negative emotions with money or, or positive emotions. And often what happens, you have one bad experience like that and it turns people negative on money. Um, and we shouldn't allow emotions to of greed is one emotion. I'm getting greedy. I want to double my money so quickly. Um, or, or fright. I'm never going to invest in the markets because I burnt on one deal once upon a time many, many years ago. What you've got to think about is investing over the long term. So, Dad, you talked about this thing called Bitcoin. So, what is Bitcoin? I see like ads on YouTube all about it. I see like articles about it. And people, they have these stories of where they bought Bitcoin when it was pretty cheap, but then they sold back when it was worth like a lot of money. And then people that like became super rich. Like, what is it? It seems a bit suspicious. So look, I think Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. It, 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 it's not a, a true currency of a country, but it's a more a technological currency that people do use to trade in. So it's a legitimate thing. So Bitcoin itself is not something that's a scam or illegal. I think what the problem is when you see a lot of these advertisements, yes, people have made a lot of money by buying Bitcoin. Um, and sometimes it's artificial, so they'd call it a bubble. Um, or alternatively, it could be that they did buy it at the right point in time and, and the, the, the value of Bitcoin's gone up and they've made a lot of money. But there's no reason to believe that you buying Bitcoin is suddenly going to repeat that. And maybe them encouraging you to trade in Bitcoin is either because they're trying to sell you a trading platform and earn fees, or they're encouraging you to trade up the currency so they can actually sell it to you um, and make profits off you. Um, but Bitcoin itself is not a scam. I think what's important is to say trading in something you don't understand. So you said, I don't know what this thing is. 
Well, it doesn't have the simple, easily understandable intrinsic value. And there's actually a lot of questions around what is the true value of Bitcoin. Um, and if you can't really value something, then it's very hard to understand if it's a good investment. I think one of the key um, decision-making processes when we're looking at something to investments and where we're going to put our money that we save is all about how do you value that investment? What is it? So if you're buying shares, you're actually buying a piece of a company. And then you have to be able to value what that company is worth and will determine if you're overpaying or you're underpaying. Now, if you don't understand what you're buying, it's a very bad idea to buy it. So, you know, just because someone said to you, you know, there's this really cool thing that's called water, you can go buy it uh, in the shops, um, but you don't know what it is. And then you go buy it and you find out that you can probably get it just as easily in a tap. Um, you know, it, it's, it's quite a, a scary thing that you can actually lose a lot of money doing stuff that you don't really understand. Now, that's the one part. The other part is the risk that you're taking. Because if you, if, let's say you can value something or you can determine its value, what you don't want to be doing is risking more money uh, for a very low return. So often with some of these things, like I gave you my example where I was trading in the DAX, um, I was risking a lot. I was risking all my money on a very small move to get this huge return, okay? And, and, and it was, it's a complicated instrument with, on an index, so it didn't really have intrinsic value, and I didn't really know what I was doing, and I couldn't really value if my investment was undervalued or overvalued, and therefore, I was actually risking a really a lot um, without really knowing what I was doing. And I think that's step one. So I think first, before we have to um, get rich quick, we're actually going to get rich slow. I think that's the lesson of, of this talk is don't get scammed. We're going to take our time to, to make money. It's not about being wealthy overnight. It's about a consistent, um, careful money. You know, as I said to you, money is something that, that isn't good or bad, but it is something that requires a certain level of responsibility. And it's all about good choices and doing good with your money. But also to create wealth, one has to make good choices. And those choices are incremental and done over time. So just like we, we're learning about money um, in, incrementally, one step at a time, or just how you learn at school, you start, start off with very simple maths at school, one plus one, until, and then you learn multiplication. Um, and then you can get into more complicated mathematics. Um, or even if you're learning to read, you learn the letters first, then you learn to put words together, then you learn sentences. It's similar with money. You've got to learn the basics, and then you can get into quite more sophisticated instruments like DAX trading and all these kind of things that I was doing when I didn't really know anything. And also, it's the same kind of thing with regard to how you look after your money. It's not about trying to sprint when you, when you start, first learn you to, to learn to walk. So it's a little bit about doing small, over time, long periods of time, you will create wealth. So I would like to say, don't try to get rich quick. It's, it's a real, because that's really the real scam. The, and it might be not someone scamming you, but it also might be about something where you're risking too much. So now what you're saying is that it's not just people out to get you and trying to scam you. Sometimes you're just making mistakes and you don't know what you're doing. Like, the thing that you're doing is perfectly legal, no one's trying to scam you, but you're just risking way too much and you're not good. Well, exactly. I think, um, you know, 
there are times when people are trying to scam you, but most mistakes actually made in investment is yourself actually making your mistakes or taking on too much risk. And, and I think that, that concept of risk to return, how much you are risking to make that return is an important message. And there's a concept called a margin of safety. So a person got by the name of Benjamin Graham, which he was a, a disciple, he, he taught um, Warren Buffett, one of the wealthiest investors in the world, he created a, a concept called margin of safety. And margin of safety is really, they call it the moat or that buffer um, that keep, protects you um, from downside. So if you know that you're buying something that's really, really cheap, so you're paying 100 Rand for something that's worth 200 Rand, the likelihood of losing money is very low because you're buying something worth 200 for half its value for 100 Rand. Um, however, you know, if, the, if you were to do the opposite, let's say you were to be paying 100 Rand for something that's worth 50 because you're hoping that it's going to 200 because it's promising you this big growth. It's promising you the 50 might grow into 200. And often people get caught up with that. They, they like to look for the exciting things, the things that seem energetic and moving and are growing quickly. And, and they overpay for it. So they pay 100 for something worth 50. And then they wonder why it doesn't go to 200, but it goes down to 50. Um, and they lose their money. And really the concept of margin of safety is paying 100 Rand for something worth 200 Rand. And the likelihood of it going down to 50 is very low. And the likelihood of it going to 200 is very high. And then what you've done is you've created a situation where you're risking very little to actually, and, and you're locking in a return that's very highly possible. But this is the key. To do that normally, you've got to do the contrarian thing. You've got to do the opposite of what most people want to do. So most people want to get rich quick. Most people don't want to really put in the effort and do the work and really try and understand what they're buying and when they're investing. People, they much rather go into some promise of a YouTube Bitcoin trade or some other type of thing where, you know, pay me a little bit of money and my, your Nigerian prince king wants, will give you money. That's not going to happen. Um, what you really got to do is do the hard work. Warren Buffett is, is known to have said, well, watch, how do you start looking at which shares do you look at? He says, start at A and end at Z. Pick up the every financial of every single company, start at the beginning, work through it hard, and, and you'll slowly find good opportunities. But don't stop after you've finished the first you know, company you've looked at, the first investment you look at, because every investment or every opportunity is going to look exciting, because people want to make it look exciting, because they want your money. Now, they might want it for very good reasons, legitimate legal reasons, but um, it doesn't make it a good investment, it doesn't make it low in risk. And you've got to really take your time, be conservative. Um, so maybe the, the, you know, the, the, the topic for this podcast was get rich quick schemes, but it's, it's really get rich slow, steady, not being schemed, but with a, good, with a good strategy. So get rich slow with a good strategy is really what this podcast is all about. So Dad, you're talking about buying investments, trading, whatever, with a big amount of money. But where do you start if you don't have any money? How do you save? What do you do? So, Zev, I think that's a great question because I think a lot of people think, yeah, I don't have any money. I'm struggling already. I really would like a get-rich-quick scheme. You're telling me 
you can't it's there's no get rich quick it's too good to be true it's it's is going to be it's is really too good to be true and it's probably some sort of scam or you scamming yourself and you're risking too much and i suppose that next step is around how do you build up a small amount of money so you can start investing it and that really talks to to savings and savings is slow it's steady it takes time it's hard work so dad you seem to have a lot to say about savings and budgets and i think that should be a topic of its own that we can discuss in the next episode so thank you all to the listeners for listening to episode two of the father and son finances podcast